0: Hey, Real Nerds listeners, there's many ways you can interact with the Real Nerds podcast. You can email us at realnerds at gmail.com. You can hit us on Twitter at Real Nerds. You want to check us out on Facebook? You can. Just look for Real Nerds podcast. You want to leave us a voicemail? Just call 720-6Nerds5. You want to listen to our episodes? You can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show.
1: There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap.
0: You know, all this is kind of your mess.
1: I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word, please.
0: Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die, fighting Spider-Man. Their fate.
1: I'm sorry, kid.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: Don't. Look, there has to be another way! There isn't. There a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me.
0: Peter. You're struggling.
1: To you have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. This is all my fault. I can't
0: save everyone.
1: Starting to come through, and I can't stop them. December 17th, exclusively in movie theaters. Tickets on sale November 29th, Spider Monday. This is Real Nerds Podcast. And what you just heard and have probably already seen multiple times is the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home that dropped 45 minutes before we did this.
0: Second trailer. Uh,
1: second trailer. And- and it confirms a lot of multiverse villains um, getting actual no more speculation about them. Um, you know, uh, Doc Ock is definitely in it, which is interesting. It seems like he might team up with Spider-Man to stop the villains because, um, if you remember, at the end of Spider-Man Two, Doc Ock says, "You know he he's not really a bad guy." Um, the the tentacles kind of make him that way. And this trailer kind of plays with, oh, you're not the Peter Parker I know. So, um, and they make fun of him. So I don't know. <laughs> um, the Green Goblin is definitely back. He has even some moments in the trailer where he speaks. Um, Electro does as well, but uh, he's upgraded or he's something else. He's not quite the Electro we know.
0: And you got the lizard and Sandman in there. Yeah,
1: and I kind of speculated that maybe uh, Spider-Man and Doc Strange would fight, based on the first trailer. And this second trailer kind of confirms it. There's, um, yeah, I Spidey think... wants a box that Doctor Strange has.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Strange is necessarily like a Mephisto pretending to be Doc Oc- or Doctor Strange. It seems like they just have two opposing ideas on how to fix this problem.
1: Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like it might be, you know, Civil War with Iron Man and Captain America. They're not really either. One of them isn't necessarily wrong. It's just they have different ideas (laughs) and ideals.
0: It sounds like Strange is probably a little more pragmatic of just like, well, we can just kill these guys. And like, they're supposed to be dead anyway. Um, Yeah. And Spider-Man is like, no, you know, we can save everybody. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, Spider-Man does have a no-one-dies kind of rule like like Batman, you know?
0: Yeah, but also he's not tasked with the responsibility of holding the universe together, so... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. true. Strange is probably opting for the uh, easiest solution, even if it's not the most admirable one.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, some people might be disappointed because Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield aren't in it but they've been saying all along that they're not in the movie. Um, But there is a glimmer of hope at the end where they're on the statue of Liberty. And it seems like the very fabric of this universe is ripping apart. So um, there still seems like there's obviously there's probably tons more for the movie and they're just giving you just a little bit of what he's up against.
0: Yeah. Like I was actually kind of bummed this trailer even exists because I really wanted to go into this movie more cold, but I guess some people out there just need to have the movie spelled out for them before they go. So,
1: Yeah. But I mean, it's, they kind of, I, I don't know. I, I, I also think they have to, they, they almost are obligated to because the hype around this movie is so big. I was talking to you a couple of weeks ago about how it feels like it's the first like major, major event movie since the pandemic and one that everybody's talking about, one that everybody wants to see. Um, I mean, their tickets go on sale almost. uh, uh, It's like next, like in 10 days. So, or two weeks, which will be three weeks before the movie even comes out. So I'm guessing they're gearing up for quite the, the surge of tickets.
0: What's a? Uh, I see Captain America's shield on top of a building. You know what that's about? Hmm. No. Some kind of memorial. Yeah, it must be. Uh, and what's with the 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 black and gold Spider-Man outfit?
1: Yeah, that's uh, something else. It's obviously um, a suit that he. I mean, there's also another suit that they uh, that you kind of see in it. It's basically an enhanced version of the one he had for um, end game. Plus he has the one that he had for uh, far from home. And now this black and gold one. And I don't know how he gets it. Maybe Doc Ock helps him build it because uh, I mean, obviously Tony Stark isn't around anymore. So.
0: Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking Can't at this. Surprise this- me this screenshot of like the city and there's like it looks like um they're building like a captain america memorial even though it doesn't look very mm. good <laughs> but like where the statue of liberty would be
1: huh yeah, I'm not sure so many questions even though it seems like they've gave you some answers that's what they want you to do they're they're teasing you enough so you go see the movie mm.
0: How, how am I looking closer at this uh trailer than you are?
1: because uh, you're in front of a computer and I'm on my phone.
0: <laughs> you're not scrubbing frame by frame on your phone? Come uh on. no. Disappointed.
1: Well, I you know, like you said, I like to experience things. So I'll watch it a few times and then um then I'll I like to be surprised when I go to movies.
0: Yeah, you're right. Electro does have the uh the like lightning bolt face mask. It's just not like made out of fabric it's just i guess the electronics form that shape
1: yeah Yeah, i'm down
0: i think i I think his costume
1: is one of the dumbest in comics but it's also one of the dopest (laughs) because it's just so stupid i mean why would you have electric like lightning bolts faceplate? but you know i still think i mean it looks looks better than blue electric guy that got a suit that has lightning bolts on it instantly and amazing spider-man too so (laughs) yeah there's
0: that i found another angle of uh the captain america memorial it actually does look like the statue of liberty got destroyed and they're rebuilding Hmm. uh, a captain america memorial in its place
1: i wonder i'd have to go back and watch endgame because remember in endgame 2 when they did kind of the aerial view of new york it was some of it was trashed so i don't know
0: yeah, like, I don't remember anything but like Avengers headquarters getting demolished in Endgame, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, actually there's another s- screenshot of the, like the, uh, the torch is there, but the, uh, the shield has fallen through it. Huh. I guess maybe they're just adding to the, cause there's like the whole scaffolding around the whole thing. Yeah. And it's, the shield is just hit it, so I don't know. Um, I guess they're adding to it. Hmm interesting yeah well he did save the
1: world a lot (laughs) anyways (laughs) that's the spider-man trailer and every week we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world this week it was belfast and i apologize if you were expecting film explosion uh we had a lot of uh, scheduling snafus I blame more so you because you're making the movie.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's my fault, but um you know, all all w- once you had problems, it was kind of a you know, all hands on deck, let's change it thing so. Yeah. I mean, you definitely could have done without me, but um never. Like once you're involved it like that's that's all go. Yep. The green light for removing this thing. Sorry, I was just looking at another still and, yeah, the Statue of Liberty Island, once the streams are coming into view, the Liberty's there, but I just don't know why that giant Captain America replica shield was there. Anyway, sorry, going. <laughs>
1: That's fine. Um, so, yeah. So, Belfast. We also talk about uh, movie news, which I think we just covered with our Spider-Man trailer breakdown.
0: Yeah, nothing um, else happened. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh and uh movies that are coming out, stuff we've been watching. We do movies, we're a podcast about movies and pop culture. Uh you did make a movie though. I like your poster. It's ominous. Did you make a serious movie, Brad?
0: I th- I think I did. What? Yeah. Um it is not fun. Uh <laughs> don't don't if you decide to watch it, don't expect any comedy out of this one. Wow. It's I mean pretty, I could pretty tell dark. by
1: the I can tell by the title and the way it's lit that you're taking it a little more seriously.
0: Yeah. um, The the criteria we got just did not lend itself to anything funny. So we were like, okay, well, this one's going to be a serious one. And uh, we also didn't have a script when we shot it. (laughs) So we made it backwards. Uh, We shot the movie and then wrote the script based on what we shot. So.
1: Hmm. And what is, uh, so you're doing a different, Film Festival, what is this one
0: so it's the four points film project. It's like the Denver one that I usually do, but you basically get seventy seven hours instead of forty eight and um other than that, it's it's virtually the same. you get the same set of criteria you get you get a genre um however you're you're competing against the world, so they divide things up by time zone and hmm. Uh, they added another thing to, to this year—an an extra bit of criteria in that—in that, in that has to be a movie that's presented in the form of a tall tale or a legend. So, in addition to having a genre and a character, a line of dialogue, and a prop, you have to f- encapsulate all that in the presentation of a, of a story that's a legend about a landmark in your city. Hmm. So,
1: is it a spoiler if you tell us what the landmark is?
0: No, um, ours we went with uh you know and the landmark is a bit of a, a like a loose designation you know uh but we went with colfax avenue as the uh setting for very cool our movie and um you know there's parts of colfax that are pretty uh <laughs> dark um and, and do
1: you know colfax avenue is the longest avenue in the united
0: states that's why we chose it as a landmark cuz it's not just any nice. street it's the longest commercial street in the United States, so we're like that's that's a landmark, wouldn't you say?
1: yeah, I'd say so.
0: that's unique to our town um so yeah, it didn't have to necessarily be a like a official designated landmark like you know the mayan downtown you know mm-hmm. it could just be something that's significant um so yeah based on the rest of our film um you know the tagline for it is like we just said, Colfax Avenue is the longest commercial street in the nation. And tonight it's the deadliest.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. So, nice. Yeah. Our character goes through some things. Well,
1: and is it, did I read the poster, right? That Corinne makes her acting debut in this movie.
0: Yeah. She and another person, uh, have a bit of a, a brief appearance, uh, because Jamie is playing multiple roles. Um, oh, nice. the lead actress and, uh, yeah, we still needed some other faces to appear. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's, it's uh, it definitely an abstract take. It's also supposed to be, uh, the genre of supernatural. So we're dealing with some, you know, unearthly entities. And, uh yeah, I saw a lot of Colfax in three days, <laughs> East and <laughs> West. So the first I night it
1: was all beautiful.
0: Uh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it has its good places and it has its bad places. Um The first night, you know, when we were kind of figuring out what to do uh Friday night rather than writing, I actually just hop in the car and I drove from one end to the other, uh just getting inspiration. So I went as far out as when 40 becomes I-70 and then all the way back to Denver West. So I have seen it all. Nice. And then the other two nights, I just dealt with people. (laughs) Uh, People just want to know what you're up to. And some uh, just scream violently into the ether. Uh, One guy punched a storefront glass. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds about right. He was super angry. And I was sitting in my car, like, waiting for people to show up texting. him, just like, please don't cut my car. Please don't cut my car. (laughs) Do not punch my car. Um. Yeah. So you punched the H and R block instead.
1: Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Fuckers. And then, like the next night, I came down and, like, this in the distance, I could hear him again from like a different part of Colfax. I was like, "Oh my god, this guy roams nightly."
1: <laughs> well, what happens is you take drugs and it keeps you up and it makes you paranoid and you run around and do stupid shit all the time.
0: Yeah, without your shirt on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, not that I do drugs. I'm just. Um I, I deal with people that t- t-
0: you yeah, t- t- deal with these <laughs> lunatics, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, drugs are bad, well, congratulations on another project, yeah, I don't get to
0: see it soon, yeah, I don't know when that's gonna be like the the four points doesn't have like a local screening, so it's just like I don't know when you know the okay is you know I don't know when they're choosing yeah. films, I don't know when they're picking the winner, yeah. So.
1: Well, I'm Well, I guess it'll be like some of your other films. After it's done with the uh, circuit, you'll make it available so we can watch it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It might be good enough that we just not do that and submit it to festivals. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, uh, it's would like to hear. It's really different. Like, yeah, you know, the rest. Well, I get to see it. Right,
1: you'll send me so I can see it.
0: Yeah, I'll do a private link, you know. I mean, I, <laughs> okay. I'll charge you admission because admission fees to festivals aren't free, so.
1: No, that's fine. I'll, I mean, I'll give money
0: to the arts. Sweet. Uh But yeah, we, uh you know, we didn't really, you know, we, we started shooting not knowing really what, what is going to become and then by Sunday. And actually, uh you know, the 77-hour things, I'm so trained to try to do things in 48 that, you know, Monday, Sunday night and Monday, I was pretty relaxed. Uh, to the point mm-hmm. where, you know, I was like, kind of experimenting with what to improve upon it. And um, yeah, we we're just kind of surprised by how it turned out. So nice. I, I'm very Glad interested to, to see how people respond to it. Because like I said, when I do stuff that's not serious, it feels disingenuous. Like I'm just pretending <laughs> to be serious. So we'll see what people think. Love it. Cool. Well. Um,
1: I guess this is what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. DVD releases to Blu-ray!
0: Yeah, I meant to say last week, um, now that the drive-ins are closed, I'm really not doing the Brad Around Town until probably April, so... Yeah, Yeah. oh,
1: and I guess I should mention, too, uh, stay tuned, because uh, starting after Film Explosion 2021, we will... uh, be changing our format mm-hmm. where um, we're going to focus on the movie of the week will be the first thing we do and then after that we'll talk uh, maybe just like how we're talking now and then if other people want to they can contribute for the week um, so if you have ideas of what you want us to contribute with um, basically everybody's going to have their own forum their own moment on the podcast because as I was listening to our podcast, I mean, Corinne has her catching the classics. You know, Zach has his uh, golden Hollywood stuff. And I was hoping too, by doing this, maybe we can get um, the other nerds more involved in doing things as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. That's happening in like six short weeks that the format will change. And we will also be at Danver- Denver Fan Expo in July. Um, so, uh Next year will be fun again.
0: Yeah, things are coming back.
1: Yeah. Um if you want to pick up some Blu-rays this week, uh the new stuff is the normal price, but Best Buy is having a lot of uh good sales and so is Amazon for like $10 ultra HD movies. Um I picked up Godzilla and The Shawshank Redemption for 10 bucks each.
0: Uh Yeah, I grabbed so that's- uh Super 8 for like 8 bucks the 4k version so nice yeah it's cool uh Uh, best buy you know they send me emails and stuff like hey we're doing like they've been doing black friday deals for like two weeks now it's it's fun to have my wish list and just pop in and see like oh you know they dropped this in price by like 15 bucks yeah so
1: yeah no it's uh, I i like that they spread it out because i mean it is kind of fun in the old days going in there and rushing to get stuff but now it's, you know, they're, I mean, I was at Best Buy today to pick up the Jungle Cruise, which is out on Ultra HD this week. And uh, they already have all their displays up and stuff. So if you don't, if you want to beat the crowds, uh, some of the stuff is already on sale. So I picked up uh, the Jungle Cruise on 4K. I got the steel book, which is kind of cool. It's like, kind of looks like a ride poster um, that you'd see in Disneyland. Uh Mulholland Drive is one of Criterion's first 4Ks, is out this week. Criterion is also releasing Once Upon a Time in China, which uh is six movies. So it's like the complete films. And uh I- I'm not too familiar with these, Brad. Do you know what they are?
0: No. I but it's a pretty look-
1: big deal, I guess. I mean yeah, they I, seem important. Yeah, I seem I seem ignorant and I should know, but they, they're pretty a pretty big deal, I know is one of their big things. I'm guessing uh, they're
0: the, i was gonna say I, Go i'm ahead. guessing they're the template for whatever like i'm sure you know there's like 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 once upon a time in hollywood and yeah. uh, or maybe like, like
1: crouching tiger hidden dragon it's a template for i don't know
0: well i i think the, like there's an american version of it that you know ripped mm. off this that people are mostly familiar with but like the diehards know they're like oh yeah the once upon a time in china series like that's the real
1: okay, yeah, shit, sure. yeah
0: yeah
1: I mean, if you want to pick it up now, it's half off. It's only $60. So that's not bad for six movies on Criterion. Yeah. Um, Maniac Cop 2 and 3 are also in Ultra HD. Um, I don't know if they're worth it, but Bruce Campbell is in, uh, number two. Uh, Mad Max is anthology is all in 4K and they have steel books as well. Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, Candyman, uh, 2021 is out. The Middle Earth Ultimate Collection in Ultra HD is 31 discs, and I've been reading a lot of reviews, and they say it's not worth it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is it's so infuriating. They, <laughs> they're a lot like um, another thing that's coming out, the Evil Dead Groovy Collection, where it seems like they have so many different versions of the movies that come out, but they never give you everything you want, which I think is just bullshit.
0: Yeah, I know. I kind of like passed over like last year's release of the Lord of the Rings cuz I was like, oh, yeah, the next one's probably better. But yeah, this one's just way out of my price range and then this, yep. the the other editions are just Blu-ray. So, so Yeah, I'm like, so what Cool. I missed the steelbooks for this. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Honestly, what I'm going to do, I think, is I'm going to wait till the just the theatrical extended cut ultra HDs like alone drop in price and I'm going to get them because all the special features I have on my um, ultimate Blu-rays are the, all the appendices and stuff, which uh, uh, so now it's really just about me getting the movies in ultra HD because they're not going to give me any new special features that are worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Paramount classics has two movies that come out, Rad Time and Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise, which is a better movie than I remember it being.
0: I believe it was on someone's film explosion list a couple months ago.
1: That's right. That would be me. Um, uh, also, if you want to get a steel book that, um,
0: I wouldn't, uh,
1: Nicolas Cage's prisoners of the ghost land is available. Um, I still don't know what that movie's really trying to say. Um,
0: if anything, I mean, I guess you can get your
1: mm-hmm. one of your nuts shot off and be okay. And then scream at these weird people about it. What's the the line where he screams? He's like, with one testicle!
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly Uh, what he
1: says. Yeah, that's right. Um, Here's a movie that I never thought would be on Blu-ray, and it's one of my guilty pleasures. It's Josie and the Pussycats from 1998, 2000, 2001, I guess, because it's 20th anniversary and those are the highlights
0: of did, did you say the harry potter 20th anniversary collection it's a it's a train
1: oh i didn't see that
0: train box i mean i'm I'm looking at digital bits it could be the wrong day but
1: no i i have blu-ray.com and some of the stuff isn't loading so that might be one of them
0: okay yeah final fantasy the spirits within his own 4k cgi uh, Final Fantasy from, like, 2001. I guess that's the 20th anniversary of that one. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life is having a, like a Blu-ray re-release. Maybe a 4K yeah, they release? they seem to do
1: that every year. If you're going to get It's a Wonderful Life, you get the 4K. It's freaking stunning.
0: Uh, yeah, I've still never seen that movie. Oh, it's good. I've heard. A lot. Uh, the <laughs> Lost Leonardo um, is a documentary I watched a couple months ago That that's on Blu-ray.
1: Oh, that's right. Is that worth seeing?
0: I think so. I don't know if I'd own it, but I think it's worth watching. Maybe stream it.
1: Sweet.
0: Oh, wait till it streams. Yeah, I think you got it
1: all. Sweet. We watch things throughout the week in a segment I call What We've Been Watching.
0: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
1: Brad, what you been watching this week?
0: Uh, I actually watched, uh, the Rocky versus Drago Rocky four re-edit. Um, Oh shit. Is it good? I don't know. Um, I don't think it's, (laughs) it's, it's interesting. I don't think it was, I don't think it justifies its necessity. I think it was definitely like a fun thing that Stallone did while he was stuck at home during the pandemic. Um, it definitely addresses everyone's egregious complaint that the robot is in it. Um I don't know. I feel like it's a product of its era and, you know, I don't see why there can't be a you know, he, he's a multimillionaire. Why does why not have a like a <laughs> ridiculous robot serving Polly, you know? Um Yeah. Uh it's, but yeah, other things include um what's actually is more fascinating is it's for free on YouTube, but there's a documentary of him editing the movie. um so just youtube search you know rocky versus drago um stallone director's cut and it'll probably come up um and it's just uh his buddy i forget his name it's just with him in the edit bay um going to this building in los angeles day after day uh he just filmed it on his cell phone um and it shows stallone you know watching the film he's he's not editing himself he has an editor but he's directing the edit, so he's like watching on a monitor, like what needs to go, and um, and so you're watching him work out the decisions in so, his head. Uh, this robot, uh, we need to get rid of it. <laughs> Actually, that's like not in there. It's just like yeah. I guess it's a given. But you know, he talks about like these alternate shots of Dolph Lundgren. Um, you know, he re-edited re. I didn't see it when I watched it, but him explaining it like there's alternate takes of Lundgren's performance that show that he is conflicted about fighting you know like the there's a movie making it seems like he's just a machine that's out to Mm -hmm. beat the pulp out of anyone but the new edit shows alternate takes where Lundgren is actually conflicted about um being a part of this plan to you know embarrass the Americans and so he has things he wants to say in interviews you know like apollo is like egging him on um but he kind of just sits there and takes it because he's being silenced by the russian government you know only say what's scripted yeah so he's doing that um so there's like stuff like that and um he didn't go into it but like the biggest thing i noticed while watching is at the end you know in the original cut rocky makes his speech to bring both countries together and you know, they're they uh Gorbachev lookalike stands up and applauds and then like all his are you doing something? It's like am I on the mic.
1: No, oh, no, sorry.
0: Um and it, you know, applauds and everyone's happy. But in the new cut, Gorbachev stands up and leaves the room and is upset and uh, uh Drago's trainer definitely has a look of like, I'm gonna get shot tomorrow for losing this fight. <laughs> So yeah, that's changed. Um, Bridget Nielsen is in it a lot less. Um, obviously
1: <laughs> break up with me. Yo. I'm going to cut you out of my movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, her, the Drago's coach, uh, gets more scenes. Um, and there's like this, you know, his, his conservative influence takes over and there's like this, uh, subplot that become stronger of Apollo, you know reciting the mantra of the warrior, like they have to fight Drago just to not feel like they are less of men, like they have to like you know they have this natural instinct to be fighters. So you know before Rocky was just kind of like avenging his friend, but now mm-hmm. he's arguing with Adrian that like he has this animal instinct to be a warrior. And to silence him and silence that instinct is like going against just his you know, like natural ability. So it's like, um, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm willing to leave, even though I you know spent two movies like fighting for you and building a family. Like I'm willing to give all that up just to fight this Russian dude because he punched Apollo and killed him. Um, <laughs> even though Apollo is like had every indication that he should give up that fight, you know, it's just. It's just so uh at the end of the documentary, um, you know, once he's done editing the movie, he says like, you know, always do what's in your best interest. Like, even if people tell you no, like always do what's right for you and ignore um any anyone saying otherwise, like just do what you know, no self no social responsibility, just step over everyone and do what you want <laughs> and get what you want. <laughs> it's like, oh man that's not cool. <laughs> like, yeah, achieve your dreams, but like, don't ruin other people's lives. attain <laughs> it like, <laughs> like the sense of entitlement that um, he has towards like achieving your dreams. Like, yeah, like try to, but don't like ruin other people's lives in the process. Like don't be selfish. <laughs> um, Yeah. But yeah, like otherwise the cuts just, there's just different things. There's a slight differences at this. It's not whole drastic there's um you know like the in the early open when uh, Apollo is trying to convince Rocky to fight instead of him for the publicity mm-hmm. there's like this this long wide shot of them discussing on the lawn. It's like kind of boring, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like cut to an insert, please, <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, it's fascinating to watch like this legend critique his own movie and just be embarrassed about like and admit to being vain uh you know, back in his youth, there's a the part where when he first is struggling with should I go, you know, avenge Apollo or not. So he jumps in his Ferrari or I don't know, I forget what his fancy car, and like argues with Adrian, jumps in his car and like does a, this night drive where it does a montage, and everyone knows that Rocky Four is mostly like two thirds montage, one third plot. <laughs> but there's like a lot of close-ups of just alone in the car, you know, thinking, Um and so. In the documentary, he's just there going, like, oh, can we cut to a wider shot? Like, there's just so much vanity in this scene of just like my close up. Um, and then admitting like the movie is so much montage. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he, uh, he's like, yeah, we're going to change it from color to black and white so it looks more, uh, you know, artsy in the montage. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it, I don't think the movie has really changed that much. Um, it's just, I, it's like the Justice League uh, Snyder cut. It's it's a cool, um, you know, how, you know, taking a different path just kind of has a new perspective of things. But I don't think it really like, oh, this is a great, uh, vast improvement on the movie. Like this should be the the definitive cut. It's just like, oh, that's a cool deviation.
1: Almost like, hey, I have nothing to do during this pandemic. I'm just gonna tinker with all this extra footage i have
0: yeah like like a, a more interesting thing is like oh i edit it so the apollo lives you know like that's or like or rocky loses you know like that's yeah. the that would be a more interesting thing than just like oh yeah i chose some different shots and you know tightened things up here and took out a subplot you know yeah there's mm-hmm. a part where uh like i remembered Rocky goes to Russia and his training sucks for like the first half of it because, you know, Adrian didn't want him to go and didn't approve of it. Yeah. So it's like once she does show up in Russia, then he, you know, he finally does have that validation and then he can perform better in this cut. He just goes to Russia, trains for a bit. And he doesn't need to be having much of a problem with it other than like, he's getting the hard luck version and Drago is getting all like all the science-based stuff. And then Adrian shows up and she's like, you know what? Um, I just couldn't be without you and, and then like nothing's changed like he wasn't having a hard time training and now that she's there it just kind of validates his like warrior mentality and so it's, a, it's like business as usual so it just makes her f- just feel like a, a, a jerk for disagreeing in the mm-hmm. first place so yeah she's, she's, she has less, a, like involvement in a story I guess feels like a nag more <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah awesome yeah i think uh i think uh the drago cut is like on amazon prime if you want to check out the edit and then yeah, the documentary of it is on youtube for free
1: yeah i think i'm going to just because you know
0: yeah it's just I, if you're curious about film and how the process works and what decisions go into making these things it's the documentary's a, a good addendum to this slightly changed cut. Yeah, Very cool. He, he also improves like, you know, there's shots where like punches don't connect. So he goes through and like makes it more accurate and more believable, I guess, in the fight.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Because yeah, I think the original cut, uh, like really Drago just beats the shit out of him. And he just, you know, because he's rocky, he can take all the hits. Um, yeah but he re- re-edits it to have more of a back and forth and it was actually a cool part uh like i said with with drago where you know the original cut doesn't show him having like his own personality and uh in the in the new version once he's starting to lose you know his trainer comes down and he's like what are you doing and then drago's like i'm fighting for me you know <laughs> instead of this country so Self respect, but oh, I actually forgot too. Like, you know, in the original cut, they kind of come to respect each other, but uh, in the new version, um, after the speech, Rocky kind of goes up to him, uh, you know, amidst the celebration and Drago gives him like the cold shoulder, and then he's like, Oh, okay, you're gonna be like that, and then like walks out of the ring, and then the movie ends there. Um, interesting, which, which I think in the original one, there was like an epilogue. Of like, yeah, we're all, we're all, but it actually feeds into like, remember in Creed 2 when, um, you know, you watch the movie, and you're like, I thought these guys were, you know, on friendly terms since that fight. Um, and, uh, when you watch Creed 2, like, no, they're, they're still like antagonists. That yes. new edit actually kind of supports the Creed 2 huh. thing where, you know, they're not, I mean, they, they weren't Apollo best friends, but, You know, there was didn't seem to be any animosity once they, um, you know, fought each other. But yeah, this 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 new edit kind of seems like there's some bad blood after the fight. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm down to see it. it Yeah. Would you watch watch Ryan? Uh,
1: you know, I really didn't watch too much this week. Um, I've been playing. PlayStation Five a lot, so um, and when I we would do film explosions, I kind of take a break from watching movies, um, because I I work on what I'm going to say about film explosion and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I watched My Man Godfrey, which is a movie from 1934, and one of the first, or maybe not the first, but one of the. F- really landmark screwball comedies with Carol Lombard and William Powell. It's funny. It's A a, a lot of screwball comedies from that time deal with uh, the rich against the poor because it was during the Depression and how the poor are usually happier than the rich because money doesn't buy happiness, Brad. It does not. In a cheat, they're doing a scavenger hunt and uh, she one of the uh, parts of the scavenger hunt is a man who's like basically a, a nothing man and when she finds him she decides to make him hit her butler and her family's all crazy and he's like uh not and you find out things about him as the movie goes along it's just a really goofy movie but it's really funny really well made Um the criterion's great Uh, I watched Amazing Spider-Man with uh, my kid. That movie's still fun. Um, I think it looks really great. Um, Just not quite uh, up to the first trilogy, but still a fun film. And that's really it. Um, You should pick up the new Rod Stewart album, The Tears of Hercules. Uh, You can read a track-by-track review on realnerdspodcast.com because oh, i'm sorry
0: we're reviewing music now i thought this was a movie podcast
1: it is technically but i also <laughs> have access to our website so i can put whatever i want on it
0: oh well i guess i uh, look for my Huey lewis uh uh do it career breakdown
1: you should do it when i you know when i post those on the rod stewart uh fan pages they really like them so it's There's also a way a... Of cheating to get people to go to our podcast mm-hmm. website
0: does Rod Stewart have an iconic contribution to a soundtrack like Huey Lewis does in Back to the Future?
1: Um, not that iconic, but I would say, I mean, he does Twisting the Night Away for Interspace, hmm. um, Faith of the Heart for Patch Adams, and um, Love Touch for Legal Eagles are probably his biggest um movie soundtrack contributions. But as far as being transcending uh like Huey Lewis is, uh Back in time, no. <laughs> or the power of love, no.
0: Yeah. Hypothetically, you get the rights to the Friday Thirteenth franchise. Yes. And Rod Stewart somehow uh, wants to contribute a song to that new movie. Um, Perfect. Do you green light that?
1: Yeah. If I have all the money and I'm, I would tell Rod Stewart if I had if I win Powerball. So here's the thing: is I would make the new Friday Thirteenth movie. You would direct it, and. Um and have a Rod I Stewart would,
0: song on the soundtrack?
1: Yeah, I'd pay Rod Stewart one million dollars to have a Rod Stewart song on the soundtrack.
0: You wouldn't think watching a Friday 13th movie with a Rod Stewart song theme song would be odd to watch.
1: Uh well maybe you wouldn't make it the theme song, but you know the kids would be partying or something. Maybe like and then they'd be dancing to it and then Jason would show up. I'd make it work. Okay. No, I, I I need like a romantic comedy with a Rod Stewart like theme theme song.
0: I was gonna say it's easy if it's just a song in the background, but I was thinking like, you know, is Uh-oh, it maybe like, like a him singing about Jason
1: dying and coming back to life?
0: Yeah, like what was uh uh Alice Cooper did one for <laughs> Yeah, he's back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's not that great of a song.
0: <laughs> like do you get one of those for Rod Stewart? Yes. <laughs> In the year 2021.
1: (laughs) He'd probably tell us to piss off, but, you know, you don't know if you don't ask.
0: I guess we just set the movie in Britain like Jason kills a bunch of Brits.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, Rod Stewart technically has homes all over the world, so it might be all right. Yeah, that's all I watched this week. Nothing that crazy. Uh, I played though, on PlayStation 5. It's kind of cool. It's kind of like... uh, edge of tomorrow. You're this lady and you're on this uh, alien planet and every time you die you lose everything you've gained and you have to go back and um, like retrace your steps and the world constantly changes. So it's it's kind of a cool game. Mm I was worried that playing the same thing over and over again would get boring. So yeah, nothing that crazy for me. Kind of a yeah. mellow week.
0: Yeah, I made a movie, so I didn't watch a lot. I mean, I, I watched some yeah. Wes Anderson stuff, but like I said, I've been down that road before in this podcast, so nothing new to add.
1: Yeah, cool. Well,
0: this week we
1: saw Belfast. Brad, do you recommend Belfast?
0: Holy shit, yeah. we're already at the end of this podcast already. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. There's was was only two of us. <laughs> two of us, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I recommend Belfast. Um. I think if you're like me and have had no knowledge of um britain outside of pop culture in the 60s uh you might go in feeling a little like where what's going on um like i did like what's the context for for this uh because it's really it's just a snapshot of um belfast the town of belfast in 1969 um a little slice of life so uh if that's interesting to you i see check it out um if not, you know, it's it's okay. Like I I didn't see anything that was like super it, there wasn't anything that really blew me away about it. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like this is a family's life in Belfast.
1: Cool. Well, I'll take your word for it because I saw Red Notice instead of Belfast. Oh, what um, the
0: hell, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um You Red said Notice you wanted to see this like, movie. I know. I know. Um uh Red Notice is pretty fun. Um, if you're looking for an escape with three really good actors in um, an action comedy, I'd say see Red Notice. And it's on Netflix, so you can stream it. Here's the trailer for, I don't know which one you want to play.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this?
1: See, It's more fun if there's like more than just you and I. Because <laughs> I had this huge setup, and then it's like, well... <laughs> I haven't done this in a long time. When's the last, I did this a couple of times.
0: Yeah. Uh, gosh. Like I just like we could have just like Zach was going to be here. And if I'd known that you didn't see the movie, who <laughs> <I> would <laughs> said like, let's just do it Wednesday. <laughs>
1: yep. But then Zach wasn't going <laughs> to had other stuff pop up. So it really ruins my joke to like get everybody mad at me. And now it's just you. And like, dude, seriously.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you, you do deserve to have it ruined. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Like, if Zach had been here, he and I would have talked about Belfast at least, and you would have, like, done Red Notice and you'd be like, ha, what a laugh. You know, he screwed yep. us again. But now we really do <laughs> have nothing to do now on yeah, this now already just, short show.
1: Yeah. Now it's just you and I um, talking about how my joke did not work because it's only you and I.
0: Yeah. I'm glad and... it backfired and blew up in your face, you fucking dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I'm trying to remember what other movie did I do this on?
0: That was a long time ago, probably like three really years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it in my but, notes, you know, but as I look yeah, it up,
1: I, I like to do this every once in a while. I like to keep people on their toes. Yeah, no, um, it's funny
0: when at least two other people watch the movie, but now, <laughs> <laughs> now we're really screwed. Yeah. Let's
1: play the trailer for Belfast. That's cool.
0: We all have a story to tell, but what makes each one different? Not how the story ends, but rather the place where it begins. Can you put this Do you think me and that girl have a future? Well, why the heck not? You know she's a Catholic. And you call me her? Yes!
1: You know who you are. Your buddy from Belfast, where everybody knows you. So the whole family looks out for you. Mm. Be good, son. But if you can't be good, be, be careful. careful. you fly? And that thought will keep you safe. Daddy! We're looking to cleanse the community. You wouldn't want to be the old man out in this street. You touch my family and I'll kill you. Was that our side
0: that done all that?
1: There is no our side and their side in our street. Well, there didn't used to be anyway. We're living in a civil war. This is the time to make a new start.
0: Mama says if we went across the water They wouldn't understand the way we talk
1: Shouldn't be a problem I've been married to your granny for 50 years I've never understood a word you said <laughs> What do you want?
0: I want you and my granny to come too
1: Bloody religion, that's a problem
0: Then why are you sending us to church?
1: Because your granny would kill me if it didn't
0: Well, not death, back here <laughs> <laughs> How could I leave them? everybody likes them And everybody looks after them
1: Belfast will still be here when you get back. Will you? I'm going nowhere you won't find me. The Irish were born for leaving. Otherwise, the rest of the world would have no popes. I want my family with me. I want you. You know who you are. Wherever you go, I'm whatever. You look home. I'll always be the truth.
0: Be good, son. If you can't be good, and if you can't be good, be careful.
1: I do think the trailer is really adorable, and I do want to see this movie. Um, my <laughs> I've been working so much, and then Laura has been working so much that it only shows like two or three times a day. So it's hard for me to like break away and see it when I get off work.
0: I was excited because it's a movie I want to see and it's at the Esquire. So Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, no brainer. Uh, Let's do this one. Um, But then I was like, oh, it's also playing at the Alamo. So Ryan could definitely get around to seeing it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which normally I could, but the last showing was like at 930. I get off work at nine if I'm lucky. And then I don't have time to drive down there. And, And then I thought Laura was off on Sunday. So I was going to go see it on Sunday, but the last showing on Sunday was like 4.20 in the afternoon. So (laughs) the the Outlook isn't quite back at full capacity.
0: Yeah. um, Because they only do a
1: few showings of each movie a day.
0: Well, hopefully in December, Littleton will be opened up and we'll have some more options. I think it will be. I
1: got a thing on my um, Facebook feed that they're hiring right now.
0: I know i'm a little tempted to do it but then i'm like is it gonna be one of those things where like once you see this how the sausage is made you learn to hate it
1: (laughs) yeah i uh i mean i'm hoping that spider-man will play there and uh that'll be the first movie i see there
0: Um, i I think once it does open like we should definitely our first trip back should be a group real nerds thing for old times oh yeah no
1: i was even talking to um carol and she wants to do that too so if spider-man plays there i mean technically I work on that day, but uh, I, I'm going to request, I'm just going to take it off. So I'm going to go see Spider-Man <laughs> at 6pm.
0: Um Let's tell all the other officers, look, this is really important. You have... <laughs> look, you guys got this, alright? Just leave me alone for three hours and... <laughs> what bad could possibly happen <laughs> while I'm gone?
1: <laughs> no, we, I mean, I'm actually... Uh, I'm like... Uh, my shift is... Overlaps uh, the two other officers that work that day's shift. So really I really don't have to be there. Um it's nice that I'm there because we can work together and you know get shit done. But um and I have like two hundred and forty hours of vacation time. So should use some of it. Yeah. To see Spider Man. <laughs>
0: some people don't get vacation time, so definitely enjoy it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't squander it, do Ryan. It. Never. Never. So, what is your
1: favorite part about Belfast, Brad? What, what it looks like it was shot really well.
0: Um, well, it's in black and white, so it's really hard to watch. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's this somehow there's this joke that I can't watch black and white movies, uh, even though you know I was raised on Dick Van Dyke's Show and Nick at Night. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was actually just curious about what. Uh, so, so the movie Belfast is. You're watching this family live in this pocket of this town, and apparently there's like a war going on between the same religion, um Protestant Catholics and just Catholics, and the Protestant Catholics, I guess, want to exterminate just regular Catholics, um, or the other way around, I wasn't sure. Um uh, the, one of the cool things was the movie opens with, you know, drone shots of modern day Belfast. And then eventually it gets lower and lower and there's a shot of a wall with some uh, street art on it. And then it flies over the wall and then it goes from color to gray scale on the other side, which is cause it's going back in time to 1969. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, sh- it shows this like, you know, there's kids playing in the street and it's idyllic and everything. And then suddenly this mob r- rolls through and just starts smashing windows and, uh, you know, they roll a car in and make it explode. Um, and then the rest of the movie is really like, you never really get outside the town um, or beyond like one or two streets um, of just, you know, people just trying to live their lives. And um, there's an economic depression. So there's like a lot of folks out of work um, struggling to find jobs. But, you know, there's this religious group who just because, their beliefs are slightly different um, think that they should die. <laughs> wow. And So they run through occasionally just terrorizing um, uh, these people and the family we're watching is actually part of their religion. Um, but they're like, you guys are extremists. This is ridiculous. Like we're happy to <laughs> live amongst these slightly different believing people than we do. Um, and so occasionally they're, their leader will come over to try to recruit, recruit the, the dad um, who like goes away to work for like two weeks in a, I guess, in just England and then shuttles back and forth. And so that's like putting a strain on raising the kids and the marriage. Um, and he has this economic opportunity to, you know, like um, you know, a path to uh, upward mobility within the company, but his wife doesn't want to leave because she's so connected to Belfast. Um, despite that, you know, her kids could <laughs> get killed by these extremists any second. And eventually <laughs> it, it, it takes it getting really bad for her to finally like realize that, you know, her family is what matters and the ties to this, you know, this town and the structures within it aren't what's important. Yeah. So, um, you yeah, know, like all the signs are there of like, dude, just leave. Like there's no reason, <laughs> like just cause your parents are here doesn't mean. You have to stay here, you know, like you need money. Your husband's doing really well and there's opportunities like just cause the people in your town know your kids isn't like a good idea worth staying for. So, um, yeah. And everyone's like acting really well. You know, they're all believable. Um, and the, the, you know, the kids are cute. Um, the, the, the one boy has like this crush on a girl in his class and in their class, the teacher does tests, and depending on how well you do on the test, is where you sit in the class. So all the A students sit up front, all the failing students go to the back, and so the kid, be opposite. <laughs> what's that?
1: You'd be opposite. You'd have the people that struggle on the front, so they can pay attention better.
0: You think that, right? Yeah. Um, that's what I would do. I mean, I wouldn't segregate at all, but
1: <laughs> I would be like, "You're
0: dumb as fuck. You need to sit up front." but yeah like to encourage learning yeah you'd have them so but you know it's it's 1969 so but anyway like he just he's doing better on his tests so he can get closer to the girl who's up to, close to the front so you know he'll try to get he'll do better on a math test get third place when she's in second and then um eventually he does so well he gets uh second place but then she does poorly so she ends up farther back <laughs> and so he just ends up talk like across from the, the dude instead um, who was in his play, uh, in the leader class, so like that's fun, but yeah, he's like, he doesn't want to leave and throws a tantrum because that means he won't be around this girl anymore. Um, so that, that's cute, but eventually, you yeah, it comes around because like his life gets threatened <laughs> by the terrorists at one point. So it's like, oh, yeah, I guess I should listen to my parents and, and do this thing at the cost of losing her, but uh, yeah, like I said, it's, it's just like a little window into this piece of the world that I'm not familiar with. And like I said, I like to know, know the context context. I was thinking like, God, just even 40 years ago, these, I know, it's, we're just extremists are just like, you're not, you're not my like Catholic. So you should die.
1: You no. Know, every time I think about stuff like that, it just blows my mind.
0: You know, yeah. that it's
1: not even that long ago that in the United States, we had segregated, bathrooms and restaurants and schools and it's it's embarrassing
0: yeah i remember when i was in elementary school like they had uh toilets that had like the black seat on it and i just thought it was like oh cool like it's a cool black seat but it, apparently that's a holdover from segregation days when that was to designate which you know bathrooms African Americans could use
1: yeah
0: you know it's public school like why throw it away you know it's still does yeah. its job but like <laughs> it's it's actually it's not black because it's cool it's black because it was like you know designating that a certain type of people weren't allowed to like use the bathroom a certain bathroom it's just like wow in 1980 yeah. probably 6-7 that that was still a thing I know that's fucking bullshit yeah I mean it, the rule wasn't in place it's just like the the structure of it still existed Yep. Yeah. Um all right. Well I guess uh what how was Red Notice?
1: Uh it's fun. It's I mean, it's uh Ryan Reynolds plays um the second best art thief in the world. And The Rock, do I just call him Dwayne Johnson now because he hasn't been The Rock in so long? Yeah. The Rock uh is an FBI profiler who is uh chasing down Ryan Reynolds. Um, he captures them after he steals one of Cleopatra's three um, special treasure egg things. And when he does that, the real one gets switched out with a fake one. So the rock is set up by Gail Godot's the bishop, who is the best art thief in the world. And then sparks and hilarity ensue. And that's about how deep red notice um, just a fun it's, it's, diversion
0: it's,
1: yeah it's it's a fun movie I mean it, it's hard for me to go into some deep philosophical explanation like yours has weight to it you know what I mean this one is hey do you like these three actors well here's a really fun movie where they say funny things have action set pieces and then there's kind of like a silly plot twist stuff going on Um it's like a heist movie with people you want to hang out with
0: are you going through withdrawals from free guy and deadpool well here's more ryan reynolds doing his stick for you
1: yeah there is a really funny thing circulating where uh ryan reynolds showed up on pbs's antique road show with one of these eggs and they asked him if it was a family heirloom and he says no my family hates me um (laughs) (laughs) it's really funny uh It's definitely in Ryan Reynolds' wheelhouse. Um, It's in The Rock's wheelhouse. It's in Gal Gadot's wheelhouse. Um, It's just like a fun movie. And if you you have two hours to kill, it's one of the better Netflix original movies. I always think Netflix original movies sometimes have a problem with uh, pacing and editing because there's no one there telling them they need to shorten it or trim it it's i mean one of the cool things about netflix is you can make the movie you've always wanted to make and
0: ideally nothing would be short because everything long keeps people glued to the television and watching things so
1: yeah and i you know i they said it's the most watched first day movie ever on netflix but i mean you can't how do you quantify that to ticket sales or you can't i mean they just make money every month for you know people paying them. So um I don't know if it moves the needle for people subscribing to Netflix, but I mean it's it's fun and I mean there's car chases, shootings, fights. Um yep. <laughs> it's fun. I, it's just a a heist movie with cool people.
0: Cool. Yep. And <laughs> uh God, even even if you had notified me, like I don't have Netflix, so I wouldn't even be able to watch it.
1: I know, that's part of the fun joke. <laughs> There's one <anyone> else <laughs> here to share in my I'm fucking you over joke. So all I did was I'm a dick to you, so that makes me a total fucking prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's <laughs> our leader. That's the leader of our podcast, everyone. Yep,
1: yep, that's what I do. Um, I yeah, got, uh, I next week...
0: The... I was going to say, Go the... I an the... episode title that merges these two movies together. But that's a problem uh, for me. No fast
1: red, I don't know.
0: Red fast.
1: Red fast. Bell notice. <laughs> Bell notice.
0: <laughs> um. All right, well, what are well, do we doing next notice. week?
1: Uh, nope. Next week is Ghostbusters Afterlife.
0: That's right. That which would be cool. Uh, I'll
1: be. i going definitely see because my kid really wants to see it, and it's a movie I can take my kid to. I don't think he'd sit through Belfast. I don't know would he sit through Belfast.
0: I don't think so. there's no color on the screen yeah actually there uh, so, yeah. there is uh sometimes the family goes to the movies and you know the the movies or the t v stuff will be in color that they're oh. watching but yeah i th- I think um religious uh strife in Ireland in the sixties might be a little over his head,
1: yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe he'll like <laughs> give me a great soliloquy about the injustices um but no uh we'll be seeing ghostbusters afterlife with people's sexiest man alive 2021 paul rudd i don't
0: so, know I don't, I don't think i trust you now i show up <laughs> next week and suddenly it's i don't know whatever netflix thing drops Clifford
1: the big red dog <laughs>
0: yeah oh my god i can't believe that's out
1: yeah and it made like 18 million dollars no i uh no, I'll definitely be seeing
0: Ghostbusters. That one's easy. I can
1: take my kid to that one if my wife's working.
0: Someone uh, tweeted, uh, "Let's be honest. If Clifford the Big Red Dog actually existed, the city would have him destroyed." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Speaking of which, that uh, Saturday Night Live clip you shared with me.
0: <laughs> oh man, I'm so bummed because it's only half of the. Like I said, like oh this this is dark humor. This is great, but then I actually watched it and it was only half. The first half, which has the least <laughs> dark stuff well, in it. I didn't know so.
1: Um Steve Bannon could be sentenced to one to two years in prison, which for him will be a life sentence,
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's like three death jokes in a row in the second half after uh uh Sarah Sherman's bit, which was hilarious too, like that whole I think it's really good uh I'll that watch whole... it.
1: I have Hulu, and it's on Hulu right now, so I'll yeah. check it out,
0: yeah, that whole episode was actually pretty good, uh yeah, the whole weekend update was like just perfect, um yeah, the laughfa laughtosh three thousand. <laughs> when uh Aristotle Atari is like he's is, is, is he's a like a android comedian right and mm-hmm. so like uh Jost asked him uh like hey like tell some uh a joke and uh he just like searching searching yeah tell me a joke about Staten Island searching searching <laughs> Staten Island sucks
1: <laughs>
0: there is, I mean, is it is it five
1: or six years ago where Colin Jost and uh, Pete Davidson, we're talking about how they love. They're both from Stanton Island, and how everybody loves t- uh, Colin Jost, and <laughs> how they hate <laughs> Peter Davidson is really funny.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I can't believe uh, he's the longest-serving Weekend Update anchor now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it feels like he's brand new still.
1: Yeah, and he's t- he, how long has he? He's been the head writer for a while too.
0: Yeah, I think he's been there since like the mid two thousands maybe when seth myers left i mean Probably. he's been at the desk since seth myers left um but yeah he, he beat his seth myers's record for being at that desk wow which when i went back and through and watched snl like it didn't feel like anybody's been there that long but um yeah i guess four or five years is enough to beat it so interesting
1: well cool yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Have a good week. Bye. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.